Making it last is all I care to do. You loving me, I loving you. Fathers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life. We want it's time for another conversation. Welcome to Make It Last Podcast, where it's all about helping us to have better relationships, not just with ourselves with other people and I think we're going to be touching on a topic that was alluded to in a recent podcast but we've never spoken about it pornography we're going to be talking with Joshua Shea he's a pornography addiction coach he's a betrayal trauma coach and he's also an author welcome Joshua thank you for having me Noreen I appreciate it before we on get into what we're going to be talking about. You are an author. Tell us a little bit about your book. Well, I've actually written four books, um, all, all about pornography, addiction, or betrayal trauma, which is what happens to the partner when they discover that uh, mm-hmm. there's a porn addiction there. Um, I focus on both sides of it. So I've done three books on porn addiction, one book on betrayal trauma. My latest book is called I Am Reading This Book About Porn Addiction for a Friend. And I try to give, I try to give, you know, sort of funny titles to break the ice and and make it not so taboo, not so hush hush that this is something that we need to discuss in this society these days. Now that we have high speed internet delivering hardcore pornography around the clock to anybody who has a phone, it's time that we rewrite the rules about pornography in this world. Okay. That's a nice segue into what we're going to talk about. Well, why should non-addicts care about pornography? Well, to me, the biggest uh, piece of it is that you never know how long you're going to be a non-addict. Um, there are plenty of people who believe they are non-addicts out there who absolutely qualify as addicts. When I sometimes oh. do uh, group discussions online through TikTok um, and we run down the 11 symptoms of pornography addiction, there's always a couple people who, uh, oh my God, it turns out I'm a porn addict. And so... Never, never say you can never ever be an addict. Um, but, mm-hmm. but let's say you're, you're you're you are in the majority. You you will never become a porn addict. Why should you care? Uh, mm-hmm. First, you should care because depending on the study you look at, roughly fifteen to twenty percent of the uh, people who live in America would fall under the definition of addict when it comes to pornography addiction. And the bulk of those people are in the youngest age group. They are the ones who do not remember a world before high-speed internet. Because while while the technology has been getting so much better, our cultural norms have been getting so much looser when it comes to nudity and sexuality and what's allowed. Mm-hmm. These, these two things have converged to where we are right now in society. And pretty soon, one out of five people is going to have an illness due to pornography. In a study wow. from two thousand study from 2017 by the Barna Group, this was uh, sanctioned by Covenant Eyes, found that, again, 
2017, pre pandemic, mm -hmm. 32% of men 18 to 30 years old said that they either had a problem with pornography, they were developing a pornography addiction, or they knew that they had a full blown pornography addiction. 32, wow. granted, that's self diagnosed, mm -hmm. but that's 32% of men under 30. And those men will soon be under 40. Those men will soon be under 50. Those men will soon be under 60. And if you look at the, the trajectory of how addiction has happened, it's going to be 40% of the guys in that age group. Then it's going to be 50%. We are going to be a very sexually ill society inside of 40 years if we don't start addressing this because, and this is another reason to care, the mm -hmm. youngest among us who become addicted, the 11, 12, 13-year-old boys and girls, this is becoming their sex ed. This is becoming their, oh, this is what normal intimacy is. Oh, wow. this is what normal sex is. And let's be honest, we've probably all seen a porn movie at one point in our lives. And those of us who have and who, mm -hmm. and who have had a normal, healthy sexual relationship well we know those two things are worlds apart but for a 13 year old kid how do they mm -hmm. know that you know making love to your partner is not what they're watching in a hardcore pornography film especially if they're watching 10 20 of those clips every day mm -hmm. day after day after day after day what is this messaging doing to the youngest guys among us um, we're gonna i'm gonna interrupt you one second and backtrack a bit because yeah. one of the things that we should have done is somebody might listen or watch this and not be clear in terms of specifically what pornography is so let's backtrack and say what that is and then i have one or two follow-up based on what you said so far so let's just make sure that everybody has the same well they have a context so pornography yeah. is what pornography is one of two things there is the pornography that we can all agree on, the stuff that usually comes with three X's next to its name and is, you know, usually a movie, a, a uh, internet clip, used to be magazines, used to be videotapes of people engaging in sex acts with one another or, or solo. And these mm -hmm. films, pictures, whatnot only exist for sexual gratification. Um there's nothing really artistic or uh, storyline-wise worthwhile about them. They are about um, getting yourself excited um, sexually. Okay. Um, the other thing that we need to also consider as pornography is mm -hmm. what somebody views as pornography on their own may not be the same as somebody else. People have their own little interests. People have okay. their own little uh, desires and secret things. So... Mm -hmm. One thing to one person may not be pornography to another. It also has a bit to do with intent. Okay. Okay. Because maybe you've answered it because how then do you determine that it is no one addict? It's no one addiction. I believe that there are 11 symptoms of pornography addiction. And if you have three or more, you mm -hmm. classify as an addict. Because okay. let's keep in mind, addiction is just a label that's placed on you. Mm -hmm. That's all it really is. It's 
because you have a connect you have a collection of symptoms you get this label i always tell people don't work on being an addict work on these other things because these are the things that make you this mythical addict that people think this is a wall you can't climb oh my god it's addiction no break it down what are the symptoms let's let's work on those that's what i try to do with people as a coach okay okay no the fact that you keep referring to these symptoms i want to know what they are you want to know what the 11 symptoms are? Yes, yes. Okay, okay. I will actually read them to you from my okay. book um, because I always forget one when I try to remember them off the top of my head. Okay, okay. Uh, 11's a lot. 11's a lot. Mm -hmm. um, number one, do you question whether you have an addiction at all? Number two, do you have difficulty not thinking about pornography or planning your day around pornography? Number three, have you ever masturbated in inappropriate locations, such as school, work, a restaurant, or a friend's house? Number four, do you lose track of time while you're engaged with pornography? Number five, has pornography begun to replace former pleasurable activities? Number six, the negative feelings that you used porn to escape never disappear or return faster than ever. Next one, physical injury. And this can mean friction burns and sores for masturbation for many and women, mm -hmm. or for men it can be uh, porn-induced erectile dysfunction. Um, the next one, searching for the perfect piece of pornography to finish a session with. Number nine, a lowered sex drive or libido, which I know it's ironic, but yes, a lowered sex drive or libido. Number 10, the inability to keep promises to oneself around the addiction. And the final one is the escalation of the content from common vanilla stuff mm -hmm. to more hardcore, extreme exotic stuff. Okay. Hi, I'm Josh Shea pornography addiction and betrayal trauma coach and author of four books. I'm here with Noreen Daly on her podcast, Making It Last. Let's take a break and hear a word from our partners. You can't live your best life without a healthy immune system. Boost your immune system the delicious way with Zappi's organic juices and punches. Made from local produce with zero added sugar, our juices cleanse and revitalize your body as they boost your natural immunity. Try our delicious flavors. Beat it. Berry Bomb. Get fresh. Ton up. And Island Splash. Find us on Instagram at Zappi's Organics or call or send a WhatsApp message at 1-876-779-8910 to order today. That's 1-876-779-8910. Zappi's Organic Juices and Punches. Live your best life today.
Langdo Language Institute was created to meet your language and communication needs. All of our packages were created just for you. We are passionate about language and dedicated to your success. We offer the CSEC English program, the Study Body program, the Get Ahead with English program, and the Business Communication program. Contact us at 767 285-0938 or email us at langdolanguage at gmail.com because the real question is how can we help you? Welcome back. I'm Joshua Shea, pornography addiction and betrayal trauma coach and four-time book author. Let's continue our conversation. One of the things I'm, I'm curious about is I know a lot of us more than likely would have been socialized to think that it's usually men. What right. does the research indicate? Is there a balance or it's usually males? that it, are addicted to porn it's males it's you know i should say it's straight white males who dominate right now but i honestly believe that's only because the pornography industry catered only to that group for the 50s 60s 70s 80s and first part mm -hmm. of the 90s until videotape and until the internet they could only rely on straight white men to pay for this stuff. And now that it's so much cheaper to produce, they're going after everybody. So what's interesting is the straight white male statistics have kind of mm -hmm. you know, bottomed out because that we, we've been targeted for so long. You're now seeing it grow in mm -hmm. uh, communities of color. You're now seeing it grow in religious communities. You're seeing it grow among women. All of these communities that were not catered to before, but now are, simply because it's much easier to get and it's much mm -hmm. more secret and you know again it's it's high speed internet changing those lives so um ironically it's not the straight white male who is seeing the numbers spike it's everybody mm -hmm. else right now it is it is it is it it's almost as if it sounds like it is a what should i say for want of a better word it is so daunting and so scary that nothing can be done and somebody might listen and watch this and say okay so he just quoted some statistics from united states of america i don't live there i don't plan to live there you know why should i really care so i'm kind of going back even if you've answered that, i'm kind of going back and especially because i have listeners scattered all over so even though i'm based in jamaica i'm aware that it's not just jamaicans that will listen or watch this so but somebody's going to say, you know, this is like yeah, info. No, I understand. And by the yeah. way, I got married in Jamaica 20 years ago last week. Um, nice. Um, nice. Mm -hmm. So. I don't know about you, but mm -hmm. anytime I've traveled, I've never seen the big internet wall at the border. Because there, there are no borders when it comes to the internet. 
And yes, we can try to section off places. And I can tell you, you know, based on statistics, okay, in the Philippines, they watch more porn per person than anywhere else in the world. But if you're looking for citizens, yes, it's the United States, but that's only because we have the most people aside from uh -huh. places like China, Russia, and India that all try to clamp down on it to some success, some not success. This stuff is all over the world. In the countries where it is uh, freely exchanged, the numbers of people who are addicts is basically the same that you'll find around. It all has to do when with when the internet went high speed. That's completely wow. what it has to do. It wow. has nothing to do with your country, has nothing to do with your gender, any other demographic, rich, poor, doesn't matter your religion. It's when the internet went high speed because that's when everybody could start getting their dopamine on command. Hmm. Hmm. I'm I'm pausing and I'm and I'm wondering, is there a way of I can't say fixing it because I don't think it's about fixing it, but how when somebody comes to you, for example, and, and they say they need help, mm -hmm. is it that they've gotten to a point where it is really just negatively really impacting their relationships? that they say, you know, I really need to find a way to get over this. What what, what usually has somebody say, you know, it's time for me to get help for this? I will tell you that among the women that uh, I have coached, probably 80 to 90% were in relationships okay. when they were seeking help from me for their pornography addiction. For guys, I would say that it's 50-50. I okay. see what I see is uh, my younger clients, the 18 to 25, aren't married yet. They either um, have a girlfriend who they love very much and want to ask to marry, but want to get rid of this before they move forward, or it's a guy who is 23, 24, and still has never kissed a girl, but has never missed a day masturbating since he was 11. Um, he's the guy who wants to stop and wants to become normal and date girls and be everything he know he can be if he can just stop doing this. So in wrapping up, Joshua, I'm going to ask the question and just answer it. Why should non-addicts really care about, you know, pornography? Because everything is connected in this world. And if a large section of us suddenly become sexually ill to the point of addiction, addiction is brain damage. You should care about that in society. If you care about alcoholism, if you care about drug abuse, if you care about all of these other things that are major deals in society, the wave is cresting and it's going to be breaking very soon. That's why you need to care. Thank you so much for sharing, Joshua. Thank you. This was Making It Last podcast, where it's all about helping us to have better relationships, not just with ourselves, with other people. I'm Mary Daly. Until next time.
Mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life. We 